Welcome to Happiness Simplified Podcast with Dr. Kayvon Kay and Di Manuel, talking about everything that makes life awesome. Hello, 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 three times, and welcome to another episode of Happiness Simplified. This is Kayvon. No, this is Di. (laughs) Hey, what's up? How are you doing, Di? Fantastic. Sunshine. Every day is sunshine. It's uh-huh. day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those who don't know, we're in Vancouver. So when the sun's shining, it's a very special place. Yes. Yeah. We get uh, like three of those days per year. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we, Vancouverites, we panic when we see that yellow thing in the sky. What is that? <laughs> and many of us, we are suffering from vitamin D overdose. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Not, not, not nearly enough though. Not but uh, no, it's it's beautiful actually. Yeah. You you get out here late spring and during the summer, it's a pretty hard place to ever leave. That's, that's oh, for sure. But hey, if you're ever it. in Vancouver and if you are here, we'd love yeah. to connect with you. So, yeah. So reach out. I would love that. So Di, I um I was looking at the uh, topics that we have brainstormed once for these podcast episodes, and you had an idea that I am very curious about. Mm. And this is what you said. You said, empathy is the most underutilized human emotion. Hmm. And I would love to hear more about that. And what, you, what, what is it that you're talking about exactly? Tell us. Well, empathy, right? And, and I think we've alluded to this emotion a number of times. Mm-hmm. And call it an emotion or call it a skill. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I think it's a bit of both because it takes practice. You know, it does take practice. Yes. It takes uh, a certain level of mindfulness and, and being aware of not only yourself, but also others, especially others, yes. you know. And for me, empathy, it, it is. I, I find that it's not utilized enough today. We, mm-hmm. we, we hear people say, oh, you should, you know, try walking in someone else's shoes. You know, you yes. hear that expression, but we use it just as an expression. Mm-hmm. We don't actually go through the process of thinking about it and truly trying to understand what would it be like mm-hmm. to be in that same situation. Yes. And when we've actually found ourselves in those situations before, lest we forget, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Uh, for myself, as, as someone that worked as a personal trainer for a long time, you know, and been in the fitness industry for over 20 years, like, I empathize with those that I connect with, especially mm-hmm. those that are faced with health or fitness challenges, yes. because I've been there, okay? Mm-hmm. I totally understand how difficult it can be. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be morbidly obese. I know what it's like to run out of breath going up half a flight of stairs. Yes. I know what it's like not being able to bend over and tie up your own shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've also had very bad injuries. I've had a couple disc issues. You know, I, yes. I deal still with today with autoimmune neutropenia. I've got a, a very serious autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. My hematologist would love to see me live in a bubble. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if she had it her way, I would live in a bubble. Yes. Right? Like, it's that how bad, how compromised my immune system is. Mm-hmm. I could be poor me all day long, you know? And I could be very self-serving. Yes. But I recognize, you know, the way I deal with it allows me to better understand those challenges when other people are faced with the same issue. And I can empathize with how they're feeling. And when I can understand how and get closer to how they're feeling, it allows us to have very honest and open conversations and really get to the nut of what really is the issue, you know? And and once you can identify that issue, then hopefully you can figure out a way around it or out of it or over it or just own it. 
and or, move on. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the least thing is we are in this thing together. Yeah, and that's a that's a big, yeah. huge advantage. You know, being um, a person that English is my second language, sometimes mm. there are advantages for me. Mm. That outsider advantage or learning things for the first time, mm. you know, I needed to learn what is exactly the difference as far as definition between empathy and sympathy. Mm. So this is what I remembered looking it up in dictionary many years ago. Empathy is feeling the same way as somebody else mm. with the same emotion that they have. Sympathy is not feeling the same way that they feel. It's about maybe understanding how they feel or acknowledging their emotions. But it's not feeling the same way that they are feeling. And quickly, just on the note of sympathy yeah. too, it's often relating to negative emotions, yes, right? Exactly, like, and yeah. I think that's the whole thing with sympathy. Like in this, you know, people often feel... So much, listen, I don't need your sympathy yeah. right now. You know, like, I, I'm that kind yeah. of guy. I get that way. I'm like, listen, I'm not looking for sympathy here. I'm not yeah, looking huh. for you to just acknowledge my emotions. You read like, my mind. You know? Beautiful, yeah. Exactly. And, but I think that's the difference, right? Correct. Yeah. So the, here's my question, because mm. when you were talking about it's a skill, empathy is a skill that we have to work on, yeah. we have to get better at. Now my question for you, in, in your personal experience, when we are not empathic, empathetic, mm. When we are not putting ourselves in our people, what is it that we are doing instead? Are we doing sympathy, which is that other thing? So is that what we replace it with, or what do you think it is? Or, or maybe not even sympathizing, but not doing anything, right? It's being not emotive, like no, no emotion, like just yeah. dismissive, if you will. Judgmental, dismissive, yeah. condescending. I don't understand you. How can you, like, I, I hear this from a lot of my clients that are uh in a certain state of unhealth that's not healthy for them. I'm sorry, yes. that's not, obviously it's unhealthy. Yeah. But when I say in a certain state of unhealth, like I have some morbidly obese clients, you Correct. know? And for them, they just feel like they're always being judged, right? Like yes. everybody looks at them and it's like, how can they let themselves be that way? And they are not wrong. Yeah. You know, they are being judged oh, many, no, many no, times a day. All yeah. the time, but yeah. they're, they don't get sympathized. Yes. You know, no one shows them sympathy. And they could have broken a leg. They could be on a special medication that causes them to gain weight. They could be hypothyroid. Uh, you know, they, there could be a whole series of issues and other complications that are adding to that stress and why they're putting on weight. Correct. Not to say that that's an excuse yeah. or a reason, you know, to, to justify their situation. But I'm saying it's very easy to point fingers and just not empathize not emotionally and, and understand how difficult it can be for some people to be in that situation. So when we're not doing anything at all, I do feel we're very quick to judge. Yeah. Know? I think I have a much better understanding of why you said it's one of the most mm. uh, underutilized immune emotions. And you did give us the example of, of obesity. Mm -hmm. You have been there. Mm -hmm. Now you can empathize. Uh, we all have those. And it's, as you said, this is a skill that we have to pick up. Mm -hmm. So it, if I'm going to use you as an example here. Sure. When it comes to being overweight, you can empathize with that because that's a personal experience. How do you go about learning to empathize on other aspects of life and teach yourself that skill on other things as well? Well, I think it's being able to relate, mm -hmm. right? So can we relate to a potential situation yes. through other experiences that might be similar? Right. Uh -huh. And I think that's where we can bridge that empathy gap. Uh -huh. uh, but it does take a certain level of life experience, mm -hmm. right? To, to truly do that well. Now, you could do it in, completely from a theoretical standpoint. Yes. But you have to have a good understanding of self, 
I, I believe, you, you know, like, but it's also open conversation, really getting to the nut of it, not just, you know, I think a lot of us are very quick based on the cultures that we're raised in, you mm. know, um, you know, we were talking about Japan earlier, yes. you know, and, and they, they're there, a culture that's very respectful mm. and, and they have so many certain ways of being that's just been passed down generation after generation, right? But there's certain, I, I remember, I, I lived with a couple of Japanese guys, mm. and, uh, you know, we were in our early 20s at the time, renting a place here in Vancouver, yes. and, you know, way too many guys in a small little apartment, <laughs> because it was the only way you could afford it, you know, oh. while you're going to school. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember that we talked about parents, and just, you know, certain things that you could say to your parents, and certain things you couldn't, and I'm like, you know, I've had open dialogue with my parents, and yeah, I didn't enjoy what I was doing in school, so I, I quit. And I took a year off, and they were like, "No, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you, you don't, don't do that! <laughs> no, 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 no!" Just then, being over here to learn English and get better English, that was a big deal with their folks, you know. Yes. And uh, but where I'm going with that is, like, I I found it difficult to empathize because of that cultural differences, right? Yes. Like, I couldn't, I just didn't understand. But also at that point, I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? I don't. You can't tell your parents that you just don't want to be an engineer. Like, yeah. what do you mean?" <laughs> and it was just no. Uh, so I do recognize that I think there's a certain amount of life experience that has to go in yes. for us to be able to put ourselves in those situations where Correct. we can say, okay, I think this must be how you are feeling. Is it like this? And, yes. But again, it's a conversation. And it's being open to, to listening to the other person's point of view and not judging them on what they're telling you. I love that question. Is it like this? Is it like that? Because even if you don't understand, and that's the wrong example, at least it shows to you're them. Trying. You're trying to understand. Yes. And they will be more open to uh, explain it more. And mm -hmm. through that, you all both win. You all both get into a higher level of understanding yeah. each other, relating to each other, which ends up in empathy. It's I like love an that. idea of context, right? Right. I've got some friends trying to get me into, game. Uh, what's it called, Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, yeah. Okay, I haven't watched any of them. Me neither. It's like season six now. And they're like, hey, do you want to sit down and watch this? And they start watching a few minutes. I'm like, I have no understanding of anything going on right now yes yes so how is this enjoyable you know it's not but i, you know, I season six i can't on. empathize with them yeah. you know because i got no contextual reference to yeah. anything that's happened up until yes so i know i don't get the memes no on, on, i get nothing Facebook, i got no understanding you know like winter is coming i yeah. think that's from the game of thrones people keep talking about that and i have yeah. no idea what they're saying i just I got no idea. nod yes, 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 yes. <laughs> i feel like i must be one of the only people not on that boat right now and yeah. uh but, and it is, it's on the list of, you know, next time I'm really sick and I'm in yeah. bed, it yeah. will be my Netflix binge, you know, you like, it, yep. it, however, it's not on Netflix, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to say a couple other things, but yeah. I can't say those things. So, yes. uh, I'll find my way of watching it. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, library. Yes. Library. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Footlocker. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, yes. it's really tough to get in the moment yeah. and truly understand someone when you, there, there's that much experience gap too. So I, I want to acknowledge that because I know that I've heard it from people you'll, and they'll say to me, you'll, you just won't understand. Yes. You know, and they're very quick to say that. And it's like, well, what are you looking for then from us? Like, why are we having this conversation? Why? Yes. I can't help you unless you're willing to, to open up yeah. and share with me how you are feeling. Correct. So it does work both ways. As much as it's it's not being utilized by us in return yes. and empathizing in the situation, vice versa, those that are looking for maybe sympathy, yes, maybe really what they need is empathy, yes, but they don't know how to go about getting it, you know, because they can't really articulate very well and mm -hmm. communicate and explain 
yeah. why they're feeling the way they are. So in that case, we can say, ask a question, is it anything like Lord of the Rings? Sure. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. And they, they're going to say, no, man, or yes, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen any of the Harry Potters either. Or, or the box. Whoa. So, there you go. We need so, to have a movie night. Yeah, <laughs> Trust me, my kids will so, be all over that one. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be even harder for, for that. But, but yeah, you know, I am... Then somebody can explain that to me. Well, yeah. Harry Potter is going to be like this or like that. Just the other day, I was... I was trying to forget um, who I was uh, talking to. But anyway, I was trying to explain, and by the end of it, that uh, person understood that, how uh, Matrix, the mm-hmm. movie that trilogy has so many not only similarity but also references or um duplication of alice in wonderland oh right yeah it's actually there is a reference of following the white rabbit down the rabbit hole down the rabbit hole yeah Yeah. or things are not as they seem or or other things and uh through the looking glass right like correct full on yeah Yeah, yeah there you go so, um, blue pill, red pill. <laughs> blue, blue pill, red pill. Yeah. Which uh, makes Morpheus uh, yeah. not such an honest <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, life is like that. Blue pill, uh, red pill. I, I love this, this podcast episode, which is one of my favorite topics, you know, empathy. And uh, I, I really liked the way that you explained it and connected to our personal experiences trying to understand other people's experiences, trying to relate to them, and how all of these can uh, relate to and end up in the um, development of empathy skill. And why is that different from sympathy and how to use them and when is the right time? And you practice medicine. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where the term bedside manner comes into play. Correct. Right? And it's a term that's used, especially in North America. And I've seen some... Medical practitioners have very great bedside manner. Yes. And, you know, just that idea of being able to make people feel like people. Correct. Not feel like a patient, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think that's, again, another sign of empathy. And I realize there's a certain level of professionalism and everything else that has yep. to come into play. But, you know, I'm sure it's, I've never been a doctor. I'm not going to be a doctor. <laughs> well, you never know. Well, my wife says I'm a doctor. Love. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out. No, you don't have to. No. Uh, <laughs> Do not edit anything out. <laughs> but, you know, someone that was in the medical profession, yes. I mean, does that come into play when you're going to school? Because I always wonder, because I've had some doctors, you know, with my medical condition. Yes. I, I've been hospitalized a number of times, and uh, I've had some doctors that are fantastic. And I've had some that's like Mr. Bean, you know, it's like full on, no personality. And it's yeah. just like black and white, and it's. There's nothing there. And it makes you feel very much like just uh, a piece of stock, you know? I don't know about now, mm-hmm. but it was not part of the curriculum mm-hmm. in an official way. Right. I end up having some team professor in the university mm-hmm. that they do mention that and they, they bring it up. Like that Robin would be you know, oh, patch patch out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that is the main point of us people are people, that's just patience, right? And uh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we. Uh, I like to. I want the conversation that we had with the professor before he came to this point. He was talking about treating the patient in his environment or in her environment. Mm. You know, people with the same disease, same condition, same situation. Um, whether or not if they live alone or with differently, whether or not if they have children or not, the treatment could be different. Mm. Because in that they have of the that they they have a this completely about it. A big part of it is 
improving or enhancing their quality of life. Okay, okay. and that you go about it uh, to increase the quality of life of a single guy to a father and husband is different. I see. Because it could, you know, this way you're gonna, you know, suffer more, but you're gonna get your results faster. But the other way is gonna give you to the same results, but slower. But you will have a higher quality of life in between, as far as still being there for other people. So. For a person who does not have those obligations, maybe the other choice is a better choice to nice. get to health faster. So to treat the patient in his environment. It's not a cookie cutter case that this, that, this, that, right. uh, which um, lends itself to the idea of, of empathy, that the person that is there is a person. It's, yeah. it's not a case. It's yes. not a patient. And that stuck with me. And... Uh, we had a bunch of conversations with my uh, friends at, uh, in the university about that. And uh, um, I'm very fortunate to have a few of those professors and friends like that that we, uh, we ended up. And uh, one of the greatest successes of my life and that era of experiences is the few times it was mentioned four or five times. I think that's a huge number that uh, um, I went to check on my patient or change their badges or something. And either the patient himself or herself, or other patients in the room, or their family, they tell me, our patient, after you come and go, is very different compared to other or nurses or health professionals come and they do their job and go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes now, and you t- change the manner, you take her, do, do and go, he is much better left comparing him interacting with others. Uh, we get feedback about friends too. So we're having this thing going on as well as learning medicine patient. Hmm. Uh, uh, those, you know, I, I really am very, very willing and um, uh, awakening experiences suddenly hits you because uh, it's one of those things that you do something but you don't realize at the time how important it is and then when they bring it up and I'm, I'm very grateful for that, then you see how important and big this is. Mm-hmm. Then you become even more aware of it. And uh, that's why I consider those experiences as some of my biggest successes in life. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think the big difference there too, and something to note, which you may, which I'm sure you, you're aware of, but you set an intention mm-hmm. as well to be that way. Yes. You know, and I think that's, you know, very, well, I think we can all learn from that. Yes. You know, and I, I think as, you know, those that know who Kay and I are, if you've listened to some past episodes, you know we're, we're, we're very active in our kids' lives. Uh, we're, we're dads, first and foremost, you know? Yeah. And when you have kids, and your kids are sad, there's nothing more you want mm-hmm. than to just help that sadness go away. Okay? Yep. Like, I can just tell you, when my girls are sad, it's the, the, the worst thing ever. <laughs> okay? Like, yeah. nothing compares. And... and Sometimes the best way to, to just help them is just to relate, just to talk. They just want to be held, you know, or told yes. it's going to be okay. And, and like, you know, this is all right. You know, they, they want to know that there's someone else there. Yeah. But I think we can learn a lot from children, as we've talked in the past. You know, oh, like yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It, you know, just right from the way we interact with other people. Like, I took my kids to the playground, and, you know, they may not know anybody in this city that we're traveling to, and take yeah. them to a playground. Next thing you know... 
they're talking to the kids on the playground and the parents are coming over because <laughs> yeah. they introduce us to the other people's parents. Oh, here's yeah, this yeah. guy, Tommy, you know, like here's uh, his mom and dad. They live down the street. You know, it's just amazing because they're just so open. Yes. And um, they, they have that natural ability to just empathize with everyone. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's I think it's something that we're all born with, but there's somewhere along the line we just forget about it. And it, it helps to be able to practice that skill. Have the intent oh, yes. to practice it, to use it, uh, utilize it as you would hope others would use it on you. But yeah. uh, So empathy comes yeah. natural to us and we somehow manage to lose it or replace it with other things. So yeah. it becomes underutilized. Yeah. yeah, like any skill, you know, if you don't practice it, it, it will go away. <laughs> <laughs> Use it or lose it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's your challenge, guys. Before you uh, plan another episode, go empathize with somebody. Or maybe even empathize with yourself. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. seriously, just just go and, and, and be set some intent next time you're, you're dealing with someone or a friend or a family member that's going through something challenging. Try to put yourselves in their situation yeah. and really relate it back to a situation that either that you've already been in yourself or or something that's similar that gets you to a close place where they're at and, and help them with it, you know? Just really try yeah. that. I think it'd be great. We'd love to hear how it goes. Yeah, share, share it with us. us. Even if for whatever reason you don't want to share your own, share an empathizing situation that you witnessed. That would yeah. be a great share too. So do it, see it, share it. All of that. And if you love Games of Thrones, no spoilers, please. We're, we'll, we'll get caught up eventually. Yeah. It's in, a, it's in our watch and someday list. It's on the someday list. Yeah, there yes. you go. But uh, hey, that was a good one. High five. Very good. High five. Boom. Always look at the elbows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, goodbye until next time. And uh, we'd love to hear back from you. Awesome. Keep happiness simplified, guys. You know how to do it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happiness Simplified Podcast. Stay awesome.